and good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning to your friends. Good morning to your family. It is the Noodleberg Daily Huddle. Welcome to Thursday. You know, when we talk about gratitude, the first thing you should be grateful for is when you open your freaking eyes, man. Shoo, man, it worked again, man. I'm here. It's an opportunity. Who was I talking to about that yesterday? Some, I forget who I was talking to about that yesterday, but they were saying, like, you know, when I'm struggling, I try to make sure that when I open my eyes, I remember that it's another opportunity to fight. Um, and that's really, like, if you don't have that, you've got nothing. So you want to start at the most basic fundamental of what to be thankful for. Be thankful that you got the opportunity to do whatever it is today. Even if it's overcome adversity, it's an opportunity. I totally, totally am aligned with that. Always have been. I write about it in the book that when you focus on gratitude, it tends to attach other things. And I would say to my team, hey, um, what are you grateful for? Give me one thing. And if they were struggling with one thing, I go, dude, pump the brakes. Let's do a one-on-one and let's peel back. Are you going to visit someone in the hospital? No. Are you, can you get up and walk, man? Yes. Can you breathe? Yes. Um, Sunshine's, oh yeah. Tons of things to be grateful for. So uh, we're grateful you're here. Good morning, Ron Katz. I am not playing hard to get. Ron uh, is with Midas. He is my, the Midas man, the Midas touch. And I have been trying to have lunch with him and we're busy. (laughs) We're just busy. It happens. Uh, I'm excited for all the things that are happening over the next few days. But um, yeah, I mean, yesterday was great. You know, had an awesome time, you know, just walking, looking at the inauguration stuff, putting together the stuff for the show today. You know, we had talked about it yesterday. We're going to be talking a lot about Dick Vermeil. And one of the things he talks about that is like a key to success is that hard work is an opportunity. So excited to talk about that stuff and share all of it with you guys today. Yeah, I mean, uh, the inauguration was cool. It was different. You know, we we uh, we got to see history yesterday, you know, but, uh, you know, here we are. It's a Thursday. It's a thankful Thursday, you know. Time to wake up. O'Shea, come wake on. Up. So before you take over, because I'm excited for you to do this, I have two things. One of them is a big shout out to Faith McKinney. I uh, haven't spoken to her since the new year. So happy new year to you. Welcome aboard. I am actually riding today in the Facebook group. So if you're watching on Facebook, make sure to make a comment so I can shout you out. And in keeping with my theme of the year, today is one. one <laughs> <laughs> are you gonna so I, I thought about making like a, a point about it being 121 21 but then That's i thought right. to myself there are going to be 12 months where it is 21 21 because every month has so i said you know what there'll be plenty of them i don't need to make a big deal about it today. So i rest my case that it shows up all the time when you <laughs> write it and think about it so today 
I have the winning hand, Blackjack. Well, let, let's let's talk about today then, because uh, in history today, great Scott, show me the video. I was standing on the edge of my toilet, hanging a clock. The porcelain was wet. I slipped, hit my head on the edge of the sink, and when I came to, I had a revelation, a vision, a picture in my head, a picture of this. This is what makes time travel possible. The flux capacitor. Flux capacitor. Today, in 1981, the DeLorean goes into production without the flux capacitor, for sure, because it wasn't time travel. But you had to had to point uh, that out from today. Excuse me. If you start your day with a flux capacitor. And and just just some shout outs from yesterday. Um, had a started the great day with Mark Sassauer, had a great coaching breakfast, uh, went to Kiki's Breakfast Cafe in Boca, which was delicious, had an unbelievable meal unbelievable conversation and shout out to him. That was really great. Shout out to Joni Knight for introducing me to Brian from Mesofit. Got an opportunity to sit down with them, learn about what they're doing with the ramp method and how they're changing the fitness world, which was super, super cool. And then um, just an overall great day. I mean, there was, you know, great stuff from the inauguration. I don't know if you guys saw it, but Lady Gaga crushed the uh crushed the national anthem we've got a clip for you right here in case you missed it I don't know about you. <laughs> I am standing. Woo! There are so, some baby. Proud a, to be an American. A totally different vibe than the Whitney Houston version, but I think on the same level of that Whitney Houston national anthem that was just actually, so strong. Actually, interesting you say that because it felt like Whitney, when she did that, was screaming because of the crowd. This was pure. Just music, baby. Yeah, it was definitely like a theatrical version of it. I was very, very good. Super Jack to be an American. I'm proud. You know, we had a nice, uh, you know, changeover yesterday, and you know, the this new administration's getting to work. So whether you were with them or against them, it doesn't matter. We're all one team, baby. So Emily Maker says, "Why am I not getting notifications?" Sheesh. Lol. Good morning, Huddlers. Um. It's you know what like I, I talked about this with Mark Sassauer yesterday like the notification just makes it easier for you right like it's if if it's important to you you will do it I throw it on my calendar obviously because I have to be here this is an integral part of my day but throw it on your calendar go into LinkedIn go search Steve Noodleberg click on his name go to his activity and you pull it up the same way so while the notification is nice it's not necessary to be here and I'm glad that you got here. Anyway, Emily. Well, here's what I think. Let's just blame Shay. <laughs> yeah, okay. Shay, Shay, it's your fault. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Shay, 
Talk to LinkedIn. Let's go. Get the, get the notifications. Yeah. And Gottwald's not getting any notifications. Let's help these people. Come on, baby. Um, and, and so the, the last thing from yesterday, if you not did not see the poem that was read and written by Amanda Gorman, The Hill We Climb, a phenomenal poem. Unbelievable um, just, just nuggets in there and inspiration. And it was a really great ceremony. So it was a great day yesterday. But I am excited about today. I'm excited about what we're going to talk about. Yeah, go ahead. One more shout out. We'll make it simple. What I'm holding in my hand are actual cards that were made into tiles. So they are thick. And it's a shout out to Randy Ostrow. Uh, Randy uh, came through the Howard K uh, sort of uh, connection. And he was persistent about trying to get me to use these cards. And so we wound up making on the ball playing cards, as you might be able to see. Um, and uh, I'll be sending these out to uh, lucky people who get to, uh, you know, get on board. And play, there play we back. go. Yeah. Be on the roster. I love yeah. it. So, Jay, before we get into talking about Dick Vermeil, why don't you play us the morning motivational music? Some kind of way out of here Said a joker to the thief There's too much confusion I can't get no relief Businessman there to drink my wine Plum and dig my earth None will level on the mine Nobody so clearly the best air guitar song of all time. Like if you yeah. can't play guitar to that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, so, Shay, show me Jake's comment. Shay, you Coming on board? Hot. Coming love in it. hot. Love it, love it, love it. Um, so yeah, so and I'll tie in why Jimmy is a part of this conversation this Jimmy. morning. Unbelievable song. <laughs> Unbelievable song. And what scene do you think of when you hear that song? It's been in a lot of movies. Oh, so I think it's it's wide open for Bronx Tale, for sure. Bronx Tale, in the car, car. they're going to light the place on fire, and he's like, I was going down the drain. (laughs) Get out of of this car, See, see, out of the car. Out of the car. car. Don't hang out with those idiots. (laughs) Hey, shows you, you are who you hang out with, man. I love it. So, Shay, make sure the ticker's running at the bottom. But today, we're going to be talking about 10 things that Dick Vermeil gave us that are lessons for life and for leaders. But before we get there, for those of you that aren't football fans that might not know who Dick Vermeil is, I want to play this short little video to give you an introduction and then talk a little bit about him. Nobody was going to outwork him. 
That's just, we're going to outwork anybody. We're on the field, as coaches. That's what he develops. That's what he believes in. Believes it. Coach was, coach was on Las Vegas. You walk in one of those casinos, casinos, there's no clock. There's a reason for that. Well, Dick had no clock. There's just no easy way to do anything. That's, we sell that all the time in our football program. It was a living example of the results of hard work. Sometimes he came up with some interesting expressions like, uh, it only takes 48 hours to get your legs back. Nobody ever drowned in sweat. That was a saying that we had as we went out the door, heading out to one of his, his legendary, brutal two and a half, three, three and a half hour practices. Get to him, Leroy. You're going to have to be quicker now. That's not quick enough. As hard as we work, he worked twice as hard. You know, it wasn't like, you know, we're working hard and he's on a golf cart. You know, he's there working twice as hard. All right, get it to him. Take him. We scrimmaged against them when I was with the Colts before I got traded the next year. After practice, we walked off the field. They went back to practice. They practiced for another hour. The only way you can get better is to work. He works you to the point that you have to make a decision. You know, you're going to either fold or you're going to uh, buy in and get stronger. Hey, never, never has it been more important to go to work. So offense, got to go to work. Defense, got to go to work. Special team, let's go. Got to go to work, baby. Let's go to work. Let's, Let's go, go to work. Uh, nobody's ever drowned in sweat is a great line. <laughs> an old timer. I just wrote it down, man. That is, I did not know that one. That one's a classic. You know so the statistical background of where he comes from, he is the only coach to win coach of the year at four different levels, the high school level, the junior college level, the college level. And then at the NFL level and in the NFL, he took three different organizations in three different decades and turned them into winners. And while his style of outworking people might not be exactly what can be done because of the rules and regulations of the players associations. Now there are a ton of nuggets that he gave to us from that, from that conversation. Look at Michelle Morrison. Shay, show me Michelle. That a girl. <laughs> I'm working, man. I love it. I love it. So I'm going to jump into these. We're going to roll through them. There's 10 of them. But the first one, which is should not be a surprise to anybody, because I think you hear about it from every great leader and every successful person, but it's that success is based on who you surround yourself with. And his criteria for who he surrounded himself with was people that could be trusted and people that were more talented than he was. Those were the two criterias. And we're going to talk a lot about trust because trust was underlying in all of these different things that he talked about. But, you know, you build the circle. You are the circle you keep. You are the people, you know, the company you keep, the, five, the average of the five people around you, all of the different ways that people have said the same thing. But if you're not challenging yourself by the people you surround yourself with, hard to be successful. The second one which I think is phenomenal, is when success is time sensitive, you don't have time to find the weaknesses. And he talked about this because in the sports world, especially in today's world, coaches don't have time to figure out where all the weaknesses are to attack them. So they can't have weaknesses, meaning that everybody on the roster, everybody on the staff, everybody in the building have all have to be the right people. You can't afford to have the wrong people on the roster, on the staff, in the building, because you don't have time to find those weaknesses. I don't know what you think about that as we build our team and we talk to people 
and, and you know specifically organizations. Shout out by the way to to Sandra from City, the new relatively new CHRO there. We had a phenomenal conversation. We talked a lot about talent. Talked a lot about people and the position that they're in. Yeah, you know, I, I, I've always been the guy that said, listen. I'm not going to focus on your weaknesses. When we work together to get better, I'm going to take what you do good and make you great. And I was very controversial in the beginning because people said, oh, find out your weaknesses and work on them. I think if you're weak at something, it's probably because you're not passionate about it. So if you're not passionate about it, it's going to be much harder to get better. So I love the way he positioned that. You know, it's well, you get, you know, that I, I'm good at running. Show me how to run better, you know, and it's just. So his, his, you talked about passion, his one non-negotiable trait to being on the team was looking for people who have passion and enthusiasm for getting better, which I hope that that's the core foundational commonality between everybody that's in this huddle and what we do daily is that we all have a passion and an enthusiasm for getting better and that's why we show up here every day at 8 a.m. So I'm working with a law firm that's based in Reston, Virginia. Harity, um, shout out to you guys. Yesterday, I, I'm doing smaller groups with them throughout the month. And I went around and I said, so what do you want to get out of the work that we're doing together? And one of the attorneys leaned in and he goes, I just enjoy listening to you. You have such amazing passion for what you do that when I'm done listening to you, you've charged my battery to do what I do better. So, you know, it, it is contagious, by the way. You can light someone else's fire. Thank you, uh, the, the doors. <laughs> so staying right in that, this is, I mean, it's, it's segueing perfectly, but, you know, he said, you know, one of the core fundamentals was you have to believe in your contribution. And he said, he goes, everyone has to be tied to the scoreboard and believe that they are. If your responsibility wasn't important to the success of the organization, you wouldn't be there. But you have to own that responsibility. Whether you're the dishwasher working in the cafeteria that puts out the meals for the team, you got to believe that your job has a direct effect to the product that gets put out on the field that scores points and wins championships. And then you have to own that. Uh, so two things. Shay, put up Christian White, please. I don't know. I don't think Shay had his Wheaties today. He's kind of... You know, uh, this is an amazing comment because a lot of what discipline, it comes from military. So I'm going to make you forget about your weaknesses by building your strengths. Core philosophy of mine, because obviously you love it. And so, you know, I hope you're going to get to somewhere in your in your 10 things about what he did with everybody in the building. Is that coming up or no? Well, I mean, we can talk about that now. I mean, you, it's, it's a, an important so, part for, that for owning your role is so when he one took of the, the things with the Rams, yeah. he did when he went to the Rams was he took everybody in the building, receptionists, people who were, he called them gardeners, but they're the people who take care of the field. All the salespeople, everybody pulled them out onto the field, put them in the stands and said, every single person that's sitting here right now is responsible for what happens on the scoreboard. I was passed out when he said that. I was like, holy shit, we can't do what we do unless you do what you do. So that's a byproduct of owning your contribution because if you don't do what you do, it will affect the output. Everybody has that responsibility. Everybody is a brand ambassador. So I thought, you know, coming from a football guy who then married that to business, I was like, that is real heady stuff. And he built winning cultures 
not just winning football teams. And he did it through hard work because he said hard work is not a punishment. It's an opportunity. And you have to enjoy earning it. You have to look at it as like, oh, shit, I got hard work to do today. Not as, damn it, I don't want to go do this. But you got to enjoy that. You got to take that as the opportunity and look at it as this is my opportunity to earn it and help the organization, help myself, whatever your role is, whether you're the CEO of a one-man company or you're the CEO of a 500-person company or you're just the person answering phones, everybody's tied into that outcome and you got to own your responsibility for that. So I love They show me Ann Gottwald. So Ann, this comment that you made so on time, that is actually a saying that Julius Irving used to say all the time. Opportunity to meet him, greet him, do some stuff with him. And we would get on the course and we'd be bullshitting and he would go on time. <laughs> He's so on time. That's cool. So what the next key point is, is that relationships aren't built in a box. He goes, you have to build relationships outside of work so people can get a better feel for your approach mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. It builds the trust and trust is the most important thing you need in order to be successful. And you can't do it in a box. For the leaders that only, only want to work in the nine to five hours and interact with people from work when they're at work, you're not really building relationships. You're not really getting to people's why and building the foundation of the trust in order to be able to develop them. He also said, if you're at a lower rung in the organization, it's your responsibility to build a relationship with the people above you so that they know who you are, what you're doing. So all of this plays together with the comments we made last week about, you know, if you want to get promoted, do the work. Own it. <laughs> Wait Start doing it. Do the work. <laughs> right. So this is, this is a great one. There's a difference between hearing and listening. Oh, Shay, show me the clip. Love it. Hey, what is this? Jimmy Henderson. No, I know who it is. Why are you playing Jimmy? Well, because I like to listen to him. Oh, you like to listen? That's what the fucking problem is. Y'all listen. Well, what am I supposed to do? Eat it? <laughs> no, no, no. You're supposed to hear it. Hey, I just said I like to listen to it, man. No, 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 no. There's a difference between hearing and listening. See, white people, y'all can't hear Jimmy. You, 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 you. You can't hear Jimmy. You can't hear Jimmy. <laughs> does bring up a, a point that you can hear but not listen um, or listen. You can listen but not hear. And, and that was his point is that if you don't build the trust with people, they'll never hear you. They'll listen to you. They'll all sit in the room. And it's the same thing with a prospect. You want a prospect to listen to, to what you have to say. You want them to be able to hear you and receive your message. If you don't build the trust first, you got no chance. You're talking to a wall and it's being sent right back at you. So, you know, it's days like this that make me think that we should do like a extended huddle, like on a Zoom call where everybody can chime in. I don't know, I'm feeling it like maybe for February, doing something out of the box, doing something neat, because everybody's got great comments. We've got 55, 60 people at least. And if we invite everybody in, I know we can have one hell of a kickoff party. So uh, what do you say, Noodleberg? We uh, we noodle on that. Um, we'll noodle on it. I'll say we that. Got, we'll noodle we on it. Go. We're, 
we're up on time. So there, there were three, there were three more that we can get to. I'm happy to have the conversation for anybody who wants to know what those other things are and go a little bit deeper on what we heard and what we talked about. But uh, unbelievable start to a Thursday. Own it. You never drown in your own sweat. Love the process. Get after it today. Own your responsibility and stay on the ball. Here's a little teaser for tomorrow. We're going to go back to Hall of Fame, Wall of Shame, and spend some real meaty time teaching people how to interact on LinkedIn. It's important, and I got a whole file. I can't wait to share it with you guys tomorrow. Must be some kind of way out of here